He left his balls in Fallujah. More than a dozen years coaching high school hoops. Bob thought he'd seen and heard it all. Nope. Tonight's away game at South Central was set to serve up something entirely new and different. Bob noticed the wild-looking dude during warm-ups. Hard to miss. Chest, arms, and thighs bursting through his referee's uniform. All muscled up from head to toe. And tats covering every square inch of his skin below his neck. A scantily clad glamour queen running down his right bicep onto his forearm. A birdcage with an open door on his left bicep. And three little birds flying away down his left forearm and onto his wrist. A skull and bones on his right thigh. A fluttering American flag on his left thigh. Three roses on his right calf and an M-27 infantry rifle on his left calf. Bob knows it's an M-27 because his brother had carried one for the army in Afghanistan. The muscled-up, tattooed referee stands at least six feet three and has not one single hair on his head. His scalp glistens under the bright gymnasium lights. A few minutes before tip-off, the stands beginning to fill with students and parents. The ref signals to the two coaches to meet him at half-court. His voice, deep, guttural, filled with gravel. He sounds like, like Curly, Jack Palance, in City Slickers. Got a problem, men. Nothing we can't overcome, I'm sure, says Bob, an outwardly cheery guy who frets over life's minutiae despite the reality that his life has been a pretty smooth cakewalk. The ref grunts, You only got me. My partner just got in a wreck. A wreck? asked Bob. Yeah, some broad T-boned him. He ain't gonna make it. Jesus, says Bob, that's terrible. Maybe we should call the game off. Like hell, grumbles the ref. I need the dough. I can land these pigeons solo. Well, yeah, I'm sure, says Bob, even though he doesn't have a clue what the ref means. But if this guy, you know, your partner is going to die, I feel like, who said anything about dying? Well, well, you said he wasn't going to make it. To the game side, Swiper. He ain't going to make it to the game. Got to wait for the cops to come to the scene. Takes hours. Oh, says Bob. So you both good? I call the game solo? The coaches, neither of them about to argue with this bald-headed behemoth, nod and scurry back to their respective benches. The game gets underway. The quality of play is small high school mediocre. The big guy with the whistle and the muscles and the shiny pate, and the black and white uniform. He's easily the star of the show. He flies up and down the floor with gusto and bravado. 
Well into his forties, he sprints effortlessly from one end of the court to the other, always on the ball, missing nothing, eyes in the back of his head. When he blows the whistle, the whole universe comes to a standstill. I got number five with the body, and he gives a little hip thrust. Two to the free throw. Line it up, boys. The boys, unnerved by the hard-charging Goliath, quickly take their places like so many POWs in a Nazi Stalag. Halftime. Outside, the wind blows and the snow falls. Heading into the locker room, Bob asks the ref, Any word on your partner? He okay? How the hell would I know? What do you think? I'm checking texts in the middle of the game? Right. No, of course not. In the middle of the third quarter, the power goes out and the gym goes mostly dark. A few emergency lights provide enough illumination to make out shadows, but nowhere near enough light to play basketball. The ref blows his whistle. Let's all just calm down, people. It's not like the commies or the Iraqi Republican guards coming in to get us. If the lights don't come back on in a few minutes, we'll file out. Peacefully. Everyone does as ordered. The coaches rendezvous with the ref at the scorer's table. All these years coaching, says Bob, my first power outage. First time for everything, grumbles the ref. I'm going to go make a couple calls, says the other coach. See if I can find out how long this outage might last. The ref nods and ambles out to the middle of the court. Stands there with his thick, muscular arms folded across his powerful chest. In the dim light, he looks like an apparition. Bob thinks the ref might just be the most virile son of a bitch he has ever seen. Some unforeseen force pulls Bob out to the middle of the court. He hears himself say, I noticed the tattoo of the M27. Yeah? Were you in the service? Yeah, you? No, no, I wasn't, but my older brother, Army, did a tour in Afghanistan. He sent pictures of him and his buddies, all of them with their M27s. That, that's why I know what it is. Good for killing. Bob swallows hard. He worries about everything. What he eats, what he drinks, what he says to people, what people say to him. He should just relax and enjoy life. After all, he has so little control over anything. Why worry? Army, Bob asks. Marines. Overseas, Iraq. Oh, crazy stuff, huh? The ref doesn't answer. Instead, he pulls his phone out of his back pocket turns on the flashlight, and illuminates the fading tat on his right arm. You want crazy, bub? The ref's voice sounds even raspier now, and so soft Bob has to strain and step closer to hear. Well, you know, I didn't mean anything by it. I was just making conversation. You see this dame? And the ref points to the scantily clad glamour queen on his right arm. Yes, I see her. I married her. When we were both just kids. Nice, says Bob. That, that's nice. We had two kids. First a girl, then a boy. Well, that's awesome. A boy and a girl. What more could a guy want? I just have a little boy so far. Mikey. He's two. They sent me to Iraq. December 2003. 
Total bullshit. Sodom had nothing to do with 9-11. Nothing. Just little Bush trying to prove he had bigger balls than his old man. <laughs> right, says Bob, stupefied. Bigger balls. Men and their balls, or lack thereof. Bob can feel the sweat gathering in his armpits. The ref illuminates the newer, shinier tat on his left arm, the one of the birdcage with the open door and the three little birds making their escape. What's your name? asks the ref. Bob, says Bob. Well, Bob, those birds, that's my wife and kids. Wife and kids? Yeah, I came back, you know, from Iraq. A little, a little different, a little pissed off. Bob swallows so hard this time, he thinks he might have swallowed a cue ball. Well, my brother, too, you know, he, he came home ca- kind of angry. He have his balls? Huh? Did he have his balls when he got back? Oh, yeah, sure, he had his balls. Well, lucky him. April Fool's Day, 2004, Iraq, Fallujah. I got my balls blown off.